back to school, back to school, to prove to dad that I'm not a fool. I got my lunch packed up, my boots tied tight. I hope I don't get in a fight. Oh, back to school. Rooster Production brings you Under the Water Tower, presented by Team Couch of Birch Realty Group. And now, here are your hosts, Matt Crane and Derek Biglane. Good afternoon, Matt. Good afternoon, Derek. This is the first afternoon dealing with what I would just call... There's something different in town. There is something. something I'm going to call it traffic bedlam. I'm not quite sure what (laughs) part I'm using here. Uh, Just getting over here, I think there were still after effects from something that started again today that uh, just really tied up the roads. Of course, Derek, you're making jokes about back to school, first day of school here in the city of Fernando, the county of DeSoto. Kids, teachers, hope you had a wonderful first day. Derek and I are recording this around 4 o'clock on Thursday afternoon, so I hope everyone had a safe, wonderful day. Uh, Derek, I do know this, the Hernando Hills Elementary School, um, right before they let out of school, somehow or another, someone pulled a fire alarm. So... (laughs) So they had that's to do a high the school move. That's, pr- that's that actually is, pretty right. impressive for second, third graders. <laughs> so they had to do a just the normal stuff, the normal routine. Send all the kids outside as if it was a fire drill, oh, as, wow. as if it was a fire thing. So then they had to the fire department had to do what they do before they would let them back in the building to get their backpacks, get their backpacks, and get let out of school. So what typically happens between two twenty and two forty didn't happen until about three thirty and three fifty. That would explain the traffic still being on traffic the roads being bad. Well, here is the good thing, Derek is moms of second and third graders they're the most rational people in the world oh easily i mean what a patient very patient what a classy a lot of grace giving to people just to you know the understanding is is off the charts with that with that group right happy first day of school to all the congratulations uh, for making it through the first absolutely make it through the first day you got your first fire drill let's go ahead and mark that off you know did everything go well yes okay cancel the fire drill for next week i do like them starting on thursday though matt because you know, work the kinks out first two days, sure. get it worked out Thursday, Friday, come back Monday. If any teacher's listening has given homework one of these two days, shame on you. Oh, yeah, terrible. Shame on you. You're 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 not a good teacher. No, terrible. I mean, you're setting the tone for your, um, uh, let's just say, unhappiness all year long if you're given uh, homework for the first two days. Derek, we'll get back to this in just a second. We're going to come back to summer reading, which is something that's new. Okay. Uh, very yeah. new. I'll get. We'll get back to that. Somebody that probably never did any summer reading. Let's keep it totally real. This guy S- did not still read. Still doesn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> this guy did not read in the summer. We joke, of course, about our 2022 presenting sponsor, Mr. Brian Couch of Team Couch of Birch Realty Group. Team Couch of Birch Realty Group possesses over 66 years of combined real estate experience. They're the number one team for over a decade when it comes to residential real estate in DeSoto County. They recently were voted DeSoto's best for the fifth time. They are full-time, full-service realtors, which means Team Couch is available when you need them. Something Brian has definitely asked us to start to say in this difficult Hernando, DeSoto County residential market, a lot of different things happening, house prices, interest rates, all those different things that are happening right now when it comes to the real estate market. He's begging you, do not go with someone who just recently got their license. Do not go with someone who has not closed on thousands and thousands of homes in the last 12 years. You definitely want somebody to walk you through this difficult time when it comes to the Soto County residential real estate to make the right decision for you and your family. Brian and Terry can help you with that. 
Give them a call, 662-449-1700. That's 662-449-1700. Call Brian's cell phone, 901-461-7653. That's 901-461-SOLD, S-O-L-D. You can also do a full home search at teamcouch.com. That's going to cover all the Mid-South. Any particular zip code you're interested in, put that in the filters at teamcouch.com and let Brian and Terry's website do all the work. Again, give them a call, 662-449-1700. Our 2022 presenting sponsor, thank you, Team Couch. And remember, every home needs a couch. Coming to you on this first day of school from the Mobile Cars and Van Rental Studios. Mobile Cars and Vans located at the corner of McCracken and Commerce right here under the water tower. If you're in need of a car, truck, or passenger van, reach out to us today at 662-469-4555. That's 662-469-4555. If you're taking any trips this fall, if you're taking any trips in August, if you or your church or your family are taking a trip during Labor Day weekend, we're booking up fast. You need to give us a call as soon as you can, 662-469-4555. We'd love to be a part of your end-of-summer travel plans. Give us a call today. Again, Mobile Cars and Vans, UTW Podcast, brought to you each and every Tuesday and Friday from the Mobile Car and Van Rental Studios. Again, thank you, Mobile Cars and Vans. Derek, I made a joke about a second ago, so let's revisit that. Summer reading, Wilson had to read To Kill a Mockingbird. Did you have any? Did you have summer reading back in the day? Yes, what? Yeah. Oh, you did? Well, at least in high school I did because my, well, my mom was also Your mom was a teacher. teacher, yeah. But uh, we had, yeah, we had several. I mean, uh, their eyes were watching God, uh, The Awakening, uh, Scarlet Letter. I mean, you know, some. I know at least one of the Romeo, you know, one of the uh, Shakespeare books. I'm not sure. Right. It could have been Romeo, Julia. It could have been Hamlet, one of those. Um, okay. Maybe well, Othello. You did not go uh, the path I was hoping you would go? So. No, no. We, yeah, we've had <laughs> You it. had summer yeah. reading. Okay, yes. okay. Yeah, well, I, 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 my children had it every year starting in seventh grade. Okay. One uh, book or many books? Or? Uh, Allie had three books this summer. Wow, okay. Got them all done? She had. So far? Um, she She's had, reading three books this week. Animal, yeah, animal Farm. <laughs> I prefer Animal House. Yeah, okay, I prefer Animal, animal Farm. Uh, all Quiet on the Western Front. Okay. And another book I had not heard of. Maybe You Are Here Now or something like that. Anyway, that, that book, I was, the other two I had read before, I had never read that one. Okay. Summer reading's not, uh, I'm just kind of having a good time with that because, um, man, it's hard to get a 15-year-old to do their yeah, summer reading. Yeah, if he could have done, though, if he could have. Uh, I think the Orpheum was. Sh- I think it's coming some- up soon. To is kill a market. Okay. Yeah. Is it not on yet? Yeah. And I was like, he could have just gone. And no. Gone well, here's the, the thing: though, the play in the movie are different than the book. Well, I wonder what oh, the play in the movie are different than the book. Okay. Right. okay. Yeah. So a little bit different there. So anyway, I'm making jokes about summer reading. Good luck to all the teachers. Good luck to all the students. Have a wonderful, wonderful 2022-23 school year. Uh, I saw Corey Osselton, Derek. He was walking. His uh, son is graduating from Hernando. So the Hernando had a big, um, you know, seniors do a lot of stuff right there in front of the H-Pack, take a big group photo and all that kind of stuff. So I saw, saw Corey trying to be a superintendent and also be a dad at the yeah, same time. So cool. I, I saw him and waved to him. And, and so he uh, sent me a text midday and said, hey, I just met your daughter, and we had a great conversation. Uh, I haven't responded to that because I'm assuming it's the second grader because uh, I'm assuming it is because so. he already knows my other daughter. So, yeah. you know, I'm just kind of like, okay, I wonder what kind of conversation uh, the second grader <laughs> had with – if, if I know Evelyn, she probably was like, hey, what's up with the fire alarm, dude? Okay. <laughs> if you know Evelyn, she might have asked, did you pull that fire alarm, sir? Uh, that might have been her question right there. Good luck to the over 35,000 kids here in DeSoto County and all the people involved. We will be praying for you all year long. Yeah, only, only 179 days left. Only 179 days left. And if there's one way to squeeze – 
most school districts, if they can squeeze that down to about 168 or so, they'll do you it. Get a couple of snow days. They'll, and we fi- get they'll a, figure you know, something out. Maybe a half day here and there. You they'll know, they'll, just they'll figure out, out uh, definitely how to trim that down uh, for sure. Well, Derek, let's go ahead and move our attention to the city of Fernando. We previewed it on Tuesday. Let's review. So, Derek, tell us all about the wonderful Board of Alderman meeting uh, that may have had a little bite to it. Go right ahead. You'll see what I mean by that in just a second, listeners. Yeah, usually skip down past the consent agenda to start our discussion, but want to stop at uh, something I don't think we ever talked about before, uh, one of the approval docket of claims. Uh, this was a for a bill that was questioned by Alderman Piper. Uh, the bill was for a basically a vet fee that came in about $900 that was part of the docket of claims uh, that was to be paid. And so he kind of pulled that out and said, hey, look, what, what's going on with his vet bills? Do we always have vet bills this high? You know, how, why, why is the city kind of, you know, uh, spending all this money on animals? The mayor explained that there is a nonprofit group uh, who has raised money tied with the animal shelter that pays any amount over $500. Okay. So if there's something that is wrong with a dog or a cat uh, in the shelter that has to have some type of procedure or has something wrong with it, and the, the, it gets above $500 on the vet bill, then the city has capped at 500 and the nonprofit picks it up you know, past that. So in this case, the nonprofit would have paid about $400 of that bill. Now, this is a verbal agreement. Uh, it's an understanding that they have that this is how it's going to work. There's not a formal agreement. And the mayor did mention that, hey, look, when a they're, they're kind of looking for a director right now of the uh, animal shelter. And once they find that director, then they'll have probably have a sit down and have some type of ag- agreement drawn up because we don't want to spend you know city tax money go putting you know thousands of thousands of dollars into animals that they everybody understands that but at the same time i mean it is an animal shelter it's run by the city so there is some responsibility it there. is a no kill animal shelter no kill animal shelter no kill animal shelter and so there is some which responsibility will, I, there which is it is a little cheaper <laughs> Well, there is a there if you is a, go the other route, there is an alternative cheaper route. Just that, saying, I, there, there are some people though that would would, would find that horrific. But sure, there, there is another route. Um, anyway, that's how that is. It is so it kind of explain that right now. Yes, they could get as high as five hundred dollars for these individual bills, uh, but would not be over that, and that seemed to be like a satisfactory to the alderman. And then the, the docket was uh, was approved. Now moving on, uh, the couple things to mention, and we did briefly talk about this in the consent agenda. Holly Bigham will be leading instructional tennis classes for the, Har- the Hernando Parks and Rec this fall. So okay. if you're interested in that and getting into to tennis. I don't know. Uh, do you know Holly? I don't, I don't know okay. Holly at all. all right. uh, but she is, uh, she'll be doing that for the city. And then Worth Duperrier. Worth okay. Duperrier Worth. is going to lead instructional pickleball clinic okay. for the Hernando Parks and Rec during the uh, day of Saturday, September 17th. So if you wonder what pickleball is, never played pickleball, want to get better at pickleball, he'll be holding a clinic at the Church Park Tennis Courts on Saturday, December 17th. So he had to get permission to do that, and so be looking for that through the Parks Department. Now moving on to the uh, to the actual, I guess, the meat of the agenda. Uh, the first was a couple of presentations for uh, two different departments that the city's had. Now these were just discussions. The court department and the cemetery and perpetual fund uh, departments brought their budgets forward Again, not to vote on, not to be, uh, you know, really just kind of a more discussion. Wanted the aldermen to see what they're going to be asking for as part of the normal budget. There is no, uh, they do not know the finals yet on raises. They do not know how the health insurance is going to lay out or uh, other other issues are still waiting. So they could not put personnel expense in there. But everything outside of personnel expense, they wanted the aldermen to get a preview of what, what they're going to be asking for. Uh, under the court department, there is a part-time person that they're looking to add. They're not looking to add any capital improvements this year. And right now, there's been discussion about adding another court day because it is the uh, really are the agenda's getting longer or the docket's getting longer for the court. The judge said, the judge was there, he said, look, they 
possibly could be once we get a full year out of COVID, but we're not there yet. So we can go another year without adding another day. So really just very minimal increases asked for by the court department uh, other than you know personnel issues because one of the things they're looking for is for that part-time person, part-time clerk clerk to go from $10 an hour to $14 an hour. Everybody, I think, understands why. They, yes. they cannot They cannot even get – not only are they not getting people to stay in the job, right. they don't even apply at $10 Correct. an hour. Yes. So they had to bump it to 14 That was approved. To increase the pay was approved, but the budget itself was not approved because, again, they're still waiting. Now, next, the cemetery, <laughs> the perpetual funds uh, budgets. These are two separate departments. Uh, under the cemetery uh, – oh, excuse me, I'll do the perpetual fund first. Only income. So the perpetual fund only has received income over the last year. Uh, they have not paid out anything, yes. uh, so I guess that means nobody in the fund died, so yes. they didn't have to pay anything out. Okay. Uh, so that was that's that's a good thing. Uh, but and so they're budgeting again for possible income, kind of looking at it, and you know the payouts are kind of hard. There will put probably some kind of small average payout in there because there may be somebody you know that that does pass away, uh, uh, that sort of thing. But we'll have to wait and see. On the cemetery budget side, uh, they did not meet budget this past year because not as many people bought plots. Because there are only single plots left. So if you come looking for a plot for you and your husband or for you and your family, they don't have a group. Of, actually, they only have singles left sure. right now. So Joe Frank uh, over the, Joe Frank Lauderdale, the city engineer, has spent the over the last year has been preparing another section, bringing dirt in. You know, kind of so they're expanding uh, the cemetery itself. They should have those in place for the 2022-2023 year. And so they did uh, kind of uh, keep the budget level, actually increase it even though they did not have sales this year. They do expect higher sales next year because there should be some more family plots uh, being able to come online. So that's uh, I know everybody was wondering about that city budget. <laughs> not approved because there is, I think, one or two personnel that run through there, but kind of saying this is what you're going to be seeing in the budget in September. Derek, I'm going to predict a um, the next pandemic will be in 24. So you can read into that however you want. <laughs> So the sales, <laughs> 2024, uh, of course, I'm joking, uh, election year, 2024. Uh, let's have those sales ready because it's going to skyrocket. Gonna sk- yeah. More? We're going to have more? Yeah, just saying. Uh, so we skipped 23. So we're, I mean, we're, we're getting good right pretty now. good at it, right? I mean, yep. pandemic every election year, that, that's kind of the way it works. That's, that's how it works. Next is uh, the Hernando Chamber of Commerce uh, requested their funding. They're asking for level funding, same as last year, and then basically the alderman appraised uh, Sibony for the job that she's doing and was very happy about all the events. Of course, we're going to give a shout-out here uh, in our shout-outs today for one of those, uh, another concert series Absolutely. coming up, uh, along with the Water Tower Festival, which will also be next month. So does a wonderful job, and I think that, that amounts around 25000 So she's asking for a level. Uh, not approved, just asking for that uh, this coming up. The next were two planning uh, items that were on the agenda. These are usually handled in the second alderman meeting per month. These were two carried over from last month, and one of them will be carried over again. Uh, the one for the uh, final plat on the Chapel Grove on Robertson Gen Road will be tabled again because they're working on a, a water line issue with Joe Frank. There's, I think the city's wanting them to tie in at a certain location with their water line. And they had not done that and or did not know to do that on the front end. And so now they're kind of having that discussion before they'll give them the final plat. Or maybe by the next meeting they'll be finally doing this. If not, then sometime in September they'll be looking to have this final plat. All the lots are done. They're ready to sell the lots. It's just a matter of getting this water line issue uh, shored up. Uh, the next one was the one that I guess we had a lot of interest in. Uh, this was the Grove Park rezoning. Now, this was only a rezoning. And what this is the property where the Austin uh, Realty Building is right there at Bahelia. Uh, and I think it's Grove Park, something that comes sure. into there. Right there uh, by the ditch. Right by the, by the ditch, just past 
DFDC. Correct. Uh, Wonderful. The, Official dentist of the UTW podcast. That's right. Just past that, that beautiful office building. It yes. uh, has like about a two and a half, three-story office building. They had originally uh, had done that whole thing for about three or four commercial office buildings. Uh, however, that is not the route that it went. They, they've been out there since, I guess, 2010-ish. Uh, so it's been at least 12 years since they uh, not have been able to sell another commercial lot. Not really, that, that side of town really not feeling the commercial side of it, I guess. And what the uh, Austin did a great job when he got up there to present this. He said, look, the uh, original and the long-term plan for this had always been residential. They had asked for it to go office, thought they had an idea. Office, you know, one of the, that one office does have tenants. It is working, but nobody else really picked it up to do another one. So he wants to take it back to the original zoning, which is residential. So we're asking for an R12. Uh, these will be minimum 12,000 square foot lots. And so the most of these lots will be, again, from twelve to 21,000 square feet. And then the uh, house minimums in there would be around 1,800 a foot. Now, those are the ones that are currently in Grove Park. These would have to, uh, you know, again, when it's brought back, follow along those same guidelines. So the uh, zoning, again, this was only from zoning from O back to R- R12 that was approved. Now they will have to bring back a final plat to what the how many houses that's going to be. They said maybe up to seven houses, which I found kind of tight in there. I think we talked about it. That's, that's a little tight. You and I talked a little bit off air. Um yeah, seven houses. I'm gonna I'm gonna highly encourage five at the minimum, six at the most. Yeah. Come on, guys, yeah. take a look at it. So Go do the some measures. Commission will Let's send Joe Frank. Send Joe Frank with a tape measure. <laughs> by God, let's get this done. Well, so the planning commission. Don't we will have an alderman? This. Don't we have an alderman in ward for, in, in our in our ward? Yeah, we do. Do you think he has a, a tape measure? He, he definitely has probably a tape does. Measure. He does. I think he does. Right. Um, Maybe his golf cart. <laughs> it's a nice golf cart. It's a nice golf cart. Let's um, get that tape measure out. So. They'll have to bring that before the planning commission and then the auditor meeting for final plats. I'm so maybe before the end of the year, we'll see sure. what that looks like and we can make more comments about that then. Five uh, houses at minimum, five houses would be a perfect spot. Six can be tough. Seven will be really seven tough. And do, the, I'm not saying it can't be done. We're not going lucky number seven. We're I going can't something to be done, but gonna be, it's going to be every square inch of that ditch and everything included to get that. Man, a man. All right, next, the, uh, these next two kind of went together. Uh, this was for the approval of the contract for the professional services between the DeSoto County Schools and the City of Hernando for SROs. Uh, resource officers. Resource officers for the approval for Mayor Johnson to sign. So the, the county school board it was giving the city $150,000 to hire two more officers to put, so they'll have five resource officers, one in every school yes. in Hernando. So they're, right now there were basically four they were looking to pull one. They gave them two, so when they pull one, they can also add another one back to the street. So, again, that was two a total that they're going to hire. Uh, these were hired, so basically at 150. There now is going to be five. There's basically a 300000 With this new money, there's basically $300,000 for the cost of these SROs, which are uh, 60000 a apiece. Uh, typically, total, total package. Right, well, that, that's how much is allotted. Right, sure. Typically, an officer cost about 95000 That's benefits, wow, yeah. salary, everything, car, everything. And so it doesn't quite cover it all. The city's still coming out of pocket 35000 an officer, but it is a big help. Sure. It does allow all the schools to be safe that are inside the city. And, Matt, uh, your prediction was wrong. That did pass 7-0. 7 to that nothing. That passed 7-0. Unanimous. With, so, wait, wait, wait. Unanimous. You're telling me 
it had Hernando Police Department on it, and we got a seven nothing. We vote. got a seven nothing vote. Wow! So, I'm just saying. I don't know if you want to apologize to Eat Crow for that for that prediction of six to one. Uh, no, Derek, no. I, I do not apologize for any <laughs> any predictions that I typically make here. Hey, do we have some? Can we make the uh, the resource officers? Can we give them like some of the cool little old buses or something? Maybe that's what they could drive. <laughs> like the <laughs> that's what they could drive. Like school buses or prison buses? Yeah, little, little, little school buses. Oh, school little, buses yeah, okay. little paddy wagons. Those little paddy wagon things. <laughs> Anyway, just a thought. Hey, I, I did see a ton of them working this morning. Um, wow. Can you that that is don't sign me up for the first day of school when it comes no, to being no, a resource no, no, officer no, 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 no. and traffic. Uh, nope, not doing it. Not doing it. Uh, the next was an approval of a resolution for the Mississippi Law Enforcement and Firefighters premium pay. Uh, this was basically COVID pay that had come out of two Mississippi House bills that was a one-time pay that these officers were getting for those that may have suffered or may have been sick during COVID, that sort of thing. They got a one-time pay, so there was just money that was given. Uh, you know, I don't know why we wouldn't accept it. We did, but it was made clear this is a one-time pay. It will not be something that's ongoing. Uh, the, then the, the uh, final couple things, uh, these are, the, I guess, the main topics of the night other than really the planning and maybe the, the, the SROs. The approval of the health insurance for fiscal year 2023. Matt, they were able to save because of help of the uh, alderman that in our he made, made mention to us that he did help with this, and it was also made mention on the video that uh, he helped save the city seven uh, percent. It is seven percent decrease uh, in their health insurance premiums for the city, uh, which is about seventy thousand dollars. That's great. Also, will be a slight decrease. I think it was like tw- an average. I think they said twenty-four to twenty-five dollar or twenty-five dollars a pay period. Uh, for people uh, on their, you know, their paychecks themselves, uh, for that. So a great job by the city being able to find it. It will be through United Health Care, and the way that it worked was they, United came back with an increase. They negotiated back and forth. Uh, Bruce Robinson, uh, again, we joked, who is an insurance agent. Uh, he as was if able he to help didn't the city. know it. Yeah, as if he didn't know it. Didn't know it. I mean, he is a sponsor of, our, of the yeah. UTW, uh, and and the mayor kind of went back and forth with United, and United said, Hey, look. They got them down. They got them to even. Then the United said, "Look, we will get, we will decrease at seven percent if you promise not to bid it out. If you bid it Ooh, out, yeah. if you bid it out, this offer is gone." Yeah. And so they kind of say, "You know what?" So it was not bid. They went with the seven percent decrease, but kind of you know burden you know burden hand better than two in the bush. They went ahead and took that. They that's well that's what they recommended to the board. The board agreed. They approved it seven to nothing. So great job, everybody. I think this is the third year in the row that it's either been decreased or remained the same. So it has not been an increase in over three years. So congratulations, especially with these health care costs and how things are going right now, how crazy it is to have the city, again, save money uh, on their health insurance. And Matt, finally, uh, and I've got some information on this. Don't want to go too far into it because it's not been passed yet. Correct. But this was a discussion of the traffic calming ordinance. You, Matt, you, and, you and I, we didn't exactly. We made jokes on our Tuesday show, traffic calming ordinance. We thought honking horns. Middle fingers. Hey, everybody, calm down a little bit as you drive around. I was thinking maybe like maybe they would put like peaceful murals on the side. Yeah, of the road something like just that. To, just, to, just to calm you down. No, yeah. no, we're talking speed bumps. Speed bumps. We're talking speed bumps. Speed That's bump. what traffic is that what you're going to call them right now? Well, well Matt, Matt, yeah, hold go on. ahead. Yeah. So speed bumps. So this is this is the discussion of a speed bumps. There's a lot of neighborhoods, including ours, correct, who have asked for. Hey, look, there's basically a jetway, a flyway down our streets. All the straightaways, you know, all, most neighborhoods posted are 20. People are easily going 40 or 50 down our street. Uh, and, and and there's others. I mean, the Elm Street was brought up. Uh, some other neighborhoods, I think uh, uh, Alder Woman Ross brought up some street in her, her ward that has the same issue. Monteith, the right. guy mentioned on the meeting last time about closing off Monteith if the, if the mini storages go in because people you go so fast and use that as a cut through. Um, so this is what this is. This is how residents 
can ask for a speed bump for their area. And they, they, there's currently not a plan in place in order to look at this. So they basically borrowed from Olive Branch and Oxford, mostly Olive Branch, to put together a sample that's about 10 or 11 pages long. Okay. We have a copy of that, read through that. And so it is it's setting how residences can go about having an area, having it defined, how to let the city know about it, what needs to be done once you do that, the, the, the police going out, the firemen going out, that sort of thing, because the police need to be involved to make sure that's not going to cause wrecks because they're in curves. The firemen need to go out and say, hey, look, if, I, if we're really in a hurry, can I get through these fast enough to get to a house, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So the, all this wonderful things, and the reason we're not going to get too in-depth about it tonight is because it was not adopted. But they did ask Matt for a comment, and we had uh, there was a, a lovely woman who came up there, and she wanted to discuss friend of ours, we friend know of her. ours that we yeah we know, and she so we can discuss, we can clown on her. Go ahead. Yeah, that wanted to discuss <laughs> uh, speed bumps around the Elm Street area where she lives. Right. And she starts off the speech saying that if you're from the 80s or the 90s, uh, which, we are, which they, we are, which we are, they used they were called speed bumps, but now Matt they're called speed humps. Humps. Like humps. a like a camel. Like a camel. Yes. Uh, so speed humps, and uh, Matt, I don't know how to fail with that. When I when I think of the word hump, um, I think of a black eyed peace song. I also think of, as you said, a camel hump. There are speed humps uh, on Heritage Drive, I believe. Heritage Drive, where you drive up it, across it, sure. and back down it. There, there. If you've ever been on Heritage Drive between Walmart. Uh, and Thousand Oaks, there are a couple, two or three in that neighborhood that were kind of built in to the sidewalks or to the crosswalks. Those are speed humps. I still think the two or three inch risers are called speed. They have to be called speed. You're not. That's not a hump. That is a bump. That is a a bump in the road. It will ruin your axle if you're going over 30 miles an hour. <laughs> that is not to me. Is not a hump, man. Derek, I just solved this problem. I found speed humps on Amazon. You found no, some speed you humps. You know what? Yeah. Hey, if you'll look, let's get let's talk to our neighbors. Okay, we'll talk to our neighbors. We'll put a collection together, and we'll just solve this problem right now on our street. So you just get some speed. Well, I mean, you can get them on Amazon. I mean, you can get anything just screw on Amazon. Them in right there. Hey, look, don't worry about it. Just well, you know, look. Just maybe every few days we have to go back, and kind of straighten them up a little bit. <laughs> but I'm just saying, if everybody pitches in a hundred bucks, hundred and fifty bucks, uh, we can take care of this speed hump thing, and, and at least in the Lake Cedar Grove, that back street, we can take care of that right now. But I found them right here. If but I, the word speed humps, though. Um, if you don't think of Fergie and Black Eyed Peas, yeah. you're crazy because yeah. the word humps has that. What do you call a pregnant camel? Oh, no, that's the that's, that's, <laughs> that's the punchline. That's the punchline. My, my bad. That's my bad. That's up. Keep going. Go ahead. Um, with all the joking aside, they are looking to put in uh, a traffic calming request procedures. That is the official name. I love speed humps better. AKA speed bump, speed bumps, uh, you know, ordinance, whatever you want to call it. They're going to look to do it. They've asked the um, they've asked the city attorney to look at this, put it into a formal, uh, I guess, declaration they can make to go ahead and put these procedures in place. What they're going to look at are the rubber ones that are about the two or three inch. If you've been down to downtown Memphis anytime recently, you've driven down Riverside Drive. They're awful. Yeah. There's about 10 of them now down that road, and they will slow you down. That's about $350 per bump slash hump, and they, they screw into the street, and so they're, you know, and so you can move them if, they're, if they need to be removed or, or relocated or something like that if the traffic slows down. There's a couple rules I do want to mention now that will, they, do, they will make sure in there. Number one, it has to be in an area where the speed limit is already 25 miles per hour or less. 25 or less. Yeah, so basically that, we're talking about minor roads, neighborhoods, because they don't want to have – if you're on 40 and reach a speed bump, I mean, there's going to be some screeching oh, brakes. Sure. No there's going to be congestion, you know, 
rear and wreck stuff like that. So that they're not they want to prevent that. And the other thing again is the city and both authorities, police and fire, will have to sign off on it for basic you know safety issues that sort of thing. They're going to look to see if there's sidewalks available. Blah blah blah. So we've got the whole thing. We will go more into detail about it when it's actually brought up, probably within the next 30 days, uh, for the city to adopt in some way. And then we will make sure that the residents understand how you can petition to get speed bumps for your area. Derek, let me tell or you, humps it, for your area. Well, in just over a year. Uh, the Board of Aldermen and the newly elected mayor, they've been able to make us the quietest and calmest traffic uh, possibly town, maybe in the, in the state of Mississippi. With, yeah. you know, I, <laughs> with I the noise ordinances at, at, as, at the record levels. See, I think and the noise the, ordinance would be more of a traffic calming. Yeah, it's than, very calming. Than a speed bump. Very calming, for yeah. sure. Okay. So we have a noise ordinance and we also have speed bumps, possibly uh, speed humps, speed, speed humps, humps all over the place. So. I'm kidding, of course. We'll look into that, see how that goes. Uh, but, uh, yeah, Derek, I, I just knew the traffic calming ordinance or whatever we talked about on Tuesday. Um, I thought my, I thought our jokes were going to go a little farther, but uh, they didn't. It's uh, Who knew? It was just about speed bumps. So thank you to the Board of Aldermen. Thank you for the city mayor, for uh, you know all the people that have to be there on the first and third Tuesday to do city business. Please watch it on YouTube. Go uh, if you want to look at something, if you want to – See some of the stuff that Derek just uh, did a great job of talking about. Go back and watch the YouTube channel. Simply look for City of Hernando, Mississippi on YouTube, and you will pop that up. Derek, something else, a little bit of information. City-related, county-related, but definitely a big deal here in the City of Hernando. The, the county has an opportunity to assist and work with, possibly for a name that we all know, the YMCA, a huge thing that we all grew up in. Uh, great song, by the way, YMCA, good song. Possibly coming to the city of Fernando with some different things, different uh, things that have to kind of break our way per se. Tell us about it. Uh, the officials of the YMCA of Memphis and the Mid-South unveiled to the DeSoto County Board of Supervisors this week on Monday their plans to build a new YMCA facility in Hernando. The $13 million, 40,000-square-foot facility they think – and Matt, I want to stress they think. They think. Could be a reality in 2023. Negative. Matt, that's next year. That's next year. That's a no that's, go. That's no chance. literally right. 12 months. Or, right. Well, actually, less than 12 months and no more than 16 months from now. Come on now. Come on. <laughs> okay. This is Hernando, guys. This is Hernando. Let's go. <laughs> so We F still have a BP station without a roof. Come on. <laughs> that's true. We have a BP station without a roof. <laughs> Efforts are now underway with local support to raise the $13 million in funds for construction of the facility. Now, there's two aldermen. Uh, Andrew Miller and Doc Harris have really been working on this from the start. And, and with Andrew Miller actually going on record saying that he's 100% beh uh, behind this during the supervisor's meeting. On now, the record. On the record. Now, the fundraising push has already gotten a boost with the promise of a $5 million matching grant from the Maddox Foundation, uh, which you know was revealed to the board on Monday, so nobody wow, kind of knew okay. about this. They said during the board on Monday, uh, during the board meeting on Monday, that yes, we will match up to five million uh, of the thirteen million dollars, which means obviously we raise five, they give five. There's still another three week that the city or the county would have to find, and but again, they, that is still a long way to go. Now this YMCA that they're proposing would feature a wellness center, group exercise studios, indoor and outdoor swimming pools, a warm water therapy pool a cold water lap pool, an outdoor water splash pad, after-school and youth program space, a state-of-the-art food prep kitchen, flexible gathering spaces for people of all ages and backgrounds to connect, and classroom space for health education and community programs. So a, a, obviously a wonderful multi-use facility. 
uh, that is very similar to the one in Olive Branch, slightly bigger, I believe, but it's very, gonna be very much, similar. It's going to be much bigger and better because the Olive Branch was, was built – what fifteen years ago? Well, I mean, it'll obviously be updated. I think I'm just talking about. I think Olive Branch offers all that stuff okay, too. Okay, gotcha. I'm not quite sure if I remember the splash pad, but it does have indoor outdoor pool. Yes, it does have yes. all the other stuff. Sorry, it'll be state of the art. Yeah, it'll be. But yeah, but it'll definitely be state of the art. Right. Uh, there's been no specific location set. So again, Matt, we're trying to finish no the next specific, sixteen yes. months and not having where it's going yet is a problem. Uh, the desirable space that they believe is somewhere around the Mackinville Road I two sixty nine interchange, so close to the field house, the Gatorade right. field house and Hernando's Hills Elementary. They want to be in that area. Uh, they said they need about 7 to 10 acres of land is what a typical YMCA of this style, typically what, what Olive Branch has, about 7 to 10 acres, get you the parking lot, get you the facility. Uh, and that the uh, the YMCA did state that the programs have benefited about 1,000 DeSoto County youngsters from 25 different schools uh, at the one in the YMCA right now have been transferred or, or transported over in some form or fashion throughout the years to so that one. Uh, and again, they have not specifically asked for an amount yet from the supervisors, but said uh, we'll be coming back. Derek, you and I talk a lot off there. Uh, I have said on the show a million times, if we are not making investments and making decisions for our kids to possibly move back to this area, move back to the Hernando area, um, I think we're being short-minded and maybe not thinking 20, 25, 30, 35 years. Uh, YMCA is... I mean, it's a wonderful program. I mean, it, it really it, is. It's it it's, is. it's 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 basically and it's it, it's it's basically its own little parks department doing its thing and doing what it does. I think it could be a, a great addition to uh, the parks department here in the city of Fernando for decades to come for our kids and grandkids. If you're if we're at that age, which I am, I'm very excited about that, and it's a, it's an exciting thing possibly to happen. Yeah, and uh, YMCA is a non uh, it's a nonprofit five hundred one c three. They are asking for the land to be donated to them. They are asking for help raising most, if not all, of the money to build it. Uh, so they're not trying to come out of pocket much at all. But they will, once it's built, and that's basically what they do with other ones, they will run all of it. They'll run it. They'll program it. They'll do it. So it's not asking the parts department to come in there. Uh, we all also reached out to an alderman and to make to kind of find out if Penny for the Parks were uh, approved, could this money be used toward this? They would not feel comfortable with that. That is not what the Penny for the Parks is for. It's for Hernando Parks to own. This is a private organization, a private nonprofit. They would obviously city money should not be going to a private nonprofit, but they would work in tandem with the city if it was open. On you know they they could do some of you know obviously they could sure. host the Hernando swim team. They could do stuff uh, yes. like that that the city cannot offer at this time, but could still work well together. Uh, and again, Olive Branch still has a wonderful parks department. We're about to come to them in just a second with our next news story. And they still have a wonderful why, too. Yeah, so sure. we, they can definitely work together, piggyback off each other. If you can get it done, if we can get it done, obviously, it, you know, we would love to have uh, a YMCA uh, in this area. Very interesting, Derek. And, uh, you know, great information. Start paying attention to that. I'm sure they'll begin some different Facebook fundraising opportunities, different things. So just go investigate YMCA of the Mid-South and uh, learn more about that. But uh, we, th at least I feel like it would be a heck of a good addition right here to the Hernando area. You mentioned it moments ago, Derek. What did Olive Branch decide when it comes to their penny for the park vote that they had this past Tuesday? Well, Matt, unofficial totals from the special election, uh, the ones that I found yesterday, uh, had 1,587 voters supporting the 1% tax on room rates. Only uh, 164 voted against. 90-10. Matt, that is a 90.63 to a 9.37 uh 
Yes, vote. So that's wow. a. I would say that's a majority. Right. That's and a slight majority. Yes. Ninety-one nine, basically ninety ten split on that. They vote yes. It will bring in about five hundred thousand dollars annually. Will should be uh, come in to help pay for new parks in addition to city soccer fields enhancements, existing parks, recreation facilities, and equipment. So. Congratulations to the city of Olive Branch. Well done. Uh, glad that you got your opinion out there. Again, there's effects. Does not affect really their residences like the ones that that the Hernando's asking for. But they said, hey, look, man, this is a no-brainer. Let's get it done. Hernando, uh, you know, I'm hoping that a lot of people feel the same. Yes, you will have to pay $1 more for a $100 meal or $0.50 cents more for $50 meal. This is what needs to be done. The congratulations on Olive Branch in investing in your future. And, Hernando, we hope that we decide the same in about three months. It's coming up, Derek. I'll be here before you know it. And, again, this was off of hotel stays, not on prepared food, which is a That's bit right. different That's here right. in the city of Fernando. But that will be here uh, before you know it. So, Derek, well, you mentioned him just a few moments ago. You mentioned Mr. Bruce Robinson, the alderman right here in Hernando, helping work with Chaz Emerson, helping work with trying to get the um, city bill or get the city amount from a health standpoint down. And uh, he was able to do that. And Bruce Robinson. Robinson with Holland Insurance is ready to work for you in the same way. Whether it's property, casualty, health, life, auto, Bruce and his team at Holland Insurance are ready to serve you. They work with some of the largest companies in the world when it comes to insurance. Nationwide, Travelers, Kemper, Haggerty, Cigna, Delta Dental, Blue Cross Blue Shield, all of these insurance companies partner with Holland Insurance and are glad for them to represent them in DeSoto County. Give Bruce and his team a call at 662-895-5528. That's 662-895-5528. Let him see how he can help you save money, give him your needs, Give him your budget. Let him see if he can put you in with the right insurance in 2022. Give him a call today. Again, 662-895-5528. Thank you, Holland Insurance. Going to be a muggy weekend this weekend in Hernando here under the water tower, but be sure and get out and support our seasonal sponsor, the wonderful Hernando Farmers Market. It's a place to shop. It's a place to gather. But more importantly, it's a rare chance to experience the rich simplicity of a Mississippi small town. It's truly a fresh, local experience. Over 50 vendors continue to support the Hernando Farmer's Market. Some of those include 6N Tubbs Bagels, Precision Sharp, Abney's Handmade Crafts, Jones Orchard, Brown Dairy Farms, Kendall Cattle Beef, you name it, you can find it at the Hernando Farmer's Market, open from 8 a.m. to 1 p.m. every Saturday morning on the historic Hernando Square. One of the best farmer's markets in the Mid-South by far, Ms. Gia Matheny and her team with the Hernando Farmer's Market. Thank you so much for your support of the UTW Podcast. Please get out this Saturday, 8 to 1, and support our seasonal sponsor, again, the Hernando Farmer's Market. Well, Matt, it's that time of the week. This is our the middle part of our Friday show is the DeSoto County shout-outs, more specifically under the water tower. And, Matt, we're going to start with the first Friday back porch party happening tonight. Tonight, Friday, August 5th from 7 to 9 p.m., join the Arts Council for live music, beautiful art, and great company. There will be music tonight by Mike Dragas Sr. Remember, the members, you enjoy your first beverage as part of your membership. So, And then a, every beverage after that will be $5. Of course, if you're a non-member, it's free to come in. You just got to pay $5 for your drink. It's going to be, you can see the uh, new exhibit, which has just started. This exhibit will be through the month of August. It's the Artist Selection Show 3D. 
They're going to select an artist for 3D exhibits that will happen. That will be from August 5th, again, starting tonight, all the way through uh, August 27th. The preview will be tonight during the first Friday back porch party. Really look forward. Uh, I'm going to try to make it, Matt, uh, myself. Uh, looking forward to it. Uh, it's always a great time, always a great event. Always great entertainment and just a good way to spend a Mississippi Friday night. It's been two days of school. Need to blow off a little steam, come hear some good music, and just kind of relax. You're home, again, homework better not have started yet. Not too much stress going on. No Friday night football games yet. Come out and have a good time tonight at DeSoto Arts Council, first Friday, back porch party. Next, on August 13th, so the next weekend, uh, that'll be next Saturday, the Mid-South Therapeutic Writing Center. The Mid-South Therapeutic Writing Center will have their volunteer orientation will be next Saturday at 10 a.m. Again, next Saturday at 10 a.m. This will be at the Lynch Ranch on Fog Road. The Lynch Ranch on Fog Road. Please get in touch with the Lynch Ranch. Please get in touch with the Mid-South Therapeutic Riding Center if you're interested in that. Remember, you can be a teenager. You can help with this. If you're uh, maybe if you're going to college at Northwest, you can do it as part of uh, service hours or something like that in a club. Just a great volunteer opp- uh, opportunity if you're interested in helping these young people that get therapy from riding uh, the horses. So, again, a wonderful cause, a wonderful family. Please contact the Mid-South Therapeutic Riding Center to sign up for that orientation next Saturday, 10 a.m. Our next shout-out, something very special to the city of Fernando. Go back and listen to our interview with Miss Dolly from the Parks and Rec Department about three weeks ago. She sat down with us and told us all about this wonderful shout-out. The 13th annual citywide scavenger hunt will be here before you know it, August 20th, 2022, $40 per team. The hunt will start at 9 a.m., Teams must arrive at the Gale Center by 845. If you would like to register, please visit the Hernando Parks and Rec Department Facebook page. Visit their website for registration. Again, a $1,000 grand prize. So, look, you can spend an hour working on it. You can spend three. You can spend four. Entirely up to you, but not a bad way to earn a $1,000 grand prize. Minimum of two players and a maximum of five. You must have a driver and a phone that takes pictures and short videos and again, you must arrive by 8.45 on that Saturday morning. Please consider getting out to the 13th annual citywide scavenger hunt. Matt, our final shout-out today really is kind of a heads-up on what's coming right. in September. It's on the way. It is the Hometown Headliners Series. This is another monthly series that the Chamber of Commerce is putting on. September 1st will be the first Thursday. That is less than a month away, which is why it's part of our shout-outs. Twin Soul will be playing that Thursday night at 7 p.m., starting at 7 p.m. This is very similar to the ones in June that they have, the June series. This is the the fall series, the the September series. Really looking forward to this. uh, Just like in June, there's five Thursdays in September. Got really lucky that both months had five Thursdays in it. So we're going to let you know about it starting on September 1st, but every Thursday in the month of September, uh, another great concert series, just another wonderful thing that the city does, that the Chamber of Commerce does. Really looking forward to that concert city series coming up in September. Absolutely, Derek. And if you notice, uh, let me just go ahead and say it. We've been talking about the first day of school. If you notice your children's school had a good uh, quality, the grass was cut, it was landscaped decently, uh, there's a reason for that. One of the biggest vendors to the DeSoto County schools when it comes to landscaping, comes to grass cutting here in Hernando and all around DeSoto County, is one of our longtime sponsors, Williams Services. Williams Services is a veteran-owned and operated business with years of experience in lawn care, landscaping, mulching, and so much more. 
Owner Richard Williams and his team can assist you with a multitude of outdoor home needs. Whether it's leaf removal, tree trimming, fall cleanups, give Richard and his team a call at 662-292-8855. That's 662-292-8855. Learn more at his website, williamslawnmaintenance.com, or find more information about Richard and his team on Facebook at Williams Lawn Services. I continue to say, veteran Great guy. He's the kind of guy that you want to work on your property. Call him today, 662-292-8855 for Williams Services. Our, our last sponsor today, probably had a very busy week over the last couple of weeks getting uh, the older students in, getting ready for school. Also, their parents trying to knock off one last uh, doctor's appointment on there, and that is the DeSoto Family Dental Care, which has been a presence under the water tower with over 60 years of combined dental experience. Dr. Seymour, Dr. Paroli, and Dr. Trotter are committed to providing a gentle and caring approach while focusing on the aesthetic beauty and the long-lasting health of your smile. The practice is open Monday through Friday, providing hygiene appointments and general dentistry, including implants and implant-supported dentures, as well as Invisalign. You can be confident that the goal of each staff member is to create a comfortable environment to provide you with relaxing, personalized dental care. Visit their office today to see the difference and give them a call at 662-429-5239. Again, 662-429-5239. With the start of school, uh, also brings uh, fall sports, Derek, and that's going to be right around the corner. We talk about it at the end of each of our shows. Uh, football's right around the corner. Some different things, different seasons are about to get kicked off, no pun intended. But before we do that, I just thought we might kind of give a little bit of a shout-out. Lord knows he'll never hear it by any stretch. But, hey, local boy gone, done, done well. I mean, let's be honest. Uh, Mr. Austin Riley for the Atlanta Braves, former DeSoto Central Jaguar, lives in Hernando. Lives in Hernando. Or in this area. I don't exactly know where. I think right, uh, I believe it's in the county, maybe just yeah. south of town, but in right. the area. Lives in the area. Uh, I think he um, you know, has a home here, um, family here, all that kind of stuff, and um, may attend a local church that Derek um, and I've been to before for the last 18 years. Familiar with it. Familiar, Familiar with, it. with it. Familiar with it. So, uh, look, again, Austin Riley, uh, local product world champion atlanta braves uh, definitely a shout out to him and a congratulations to uh someone who uh, from what i've heard uh, works as hard as anybody and so um it paid off and here we are and so we're, we're leading this real quick Derek, well, but, well i mean do you want to mention how it paid off well his salary yeah his contract <laughs> sure go ahead uh 212 million dollars okay. over 10 years okay uh not so a bad day that's 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 okay right I mean, you put a, you put a little money for side, you make it retire one day. Sure, at, with two hundred twelve. I think he's going to be okay <laughs> if he wants to retire. You know, with two hundred twelve million dollars in Hernando, that's not a bad uh, not a bad thing. No, it, again, you love to see that. Uh, we, you know, there's another one that's pretty high up. I think in Double A right now. We, we've mentioned before, uh, also from DeSoto Central, that's working their way up, and that's uh, so. There is a lot of good young local talent in this area, uh, and Matt, that kind of leads you into something that uh, somebody that reached out to you to discuss that uh, here over the last week. Yeah, we won't stay on it very long um, we talked about it quite a bit on our show that i erased last friday so um we won't go too fast but Derek, what the gentleman said to me was you and i or my little rant that i went on about travel ball a couple of weeks ago had it all wrong these parents at least he said the kid the parents that he knows do not expect their kids to be Austin Riley. They don't expect their kids to even go to Omaha and play for the Ole Miss Rebels or Bulldogs or whatever. He said, sadly, we have to put our kids in travel baseball for them to go out and compete, learn, get those reps just to play high school baseball. And it was very eye-opening to me and, and then eye-opening to you as well as I relayed that because you and I did not have that no. in the 90s when we were playing. Um, 
we I started as a sophomore at my high school and played junior and senior ball and played Legion baseball is what we called it. Played against some travel baseball teams around the area, but travel baseball was not very prevalent. And, you know, I made my high school team. And it was mind-blowing to me when he said that to me because there's a lot of people out there making really good money in travel baseball. Mm -hmm. There's people that are funding their lives off of these parents every weekend playing these tournaments and doing those things. And that's what I was mainly talking about, how expensive ball has become. And now for me to really have it hit me – that he has a child that's probably going to play from seven, six years old till seven, six or seven years old till fifteen. When he can play high school baseball, you're going to spend anywhere from seventy to a hundred thousand dollars to play high school baseball, and it was mind blowing to me. <sighs> that's that's tough. I mean, that's, that's tough. It's tough. It's I, tough. I, and again, it's this is coming from somebody that's going through it. I, and my child did not play baseball. He played soccer, which sure. can be expensive, but not nearly no. that expensive. No. Uh, also, you know, you can. I don't know if the competition is as uh, cutthroat for right. soccer right sure. now. Right now, I mean, sure. I'm not saying it can't get there. Right now, uh, in in the Desoto County schools, as it is for baseball, uh, but that is a that's a sad fact. Uh, and I, we also what makes me wonder that if that also has to do with when there is a baseball opening, right. who gets hired, right. which then matters. Okay, what if you're hiring somebody who has a tie? to one of the local competitive teams. So now he is, of course, going to lean toward those kids. And then it's just like, is our, our tryouts fair? Our like, tryouts fair. Our tryouts I fair. That, are, yeah. are they are they pre-picked when he's hired? Sure. I know exactly. I know seven of my nine starters. I just got to find two type thing. Right. That sounds like it may be happening, which is awful. Sure. Uh, and I just that is a tough, tough thing. And if the kid loves it, you're going to do anything for your kids. Yeah, sure. You're going to spend seventy dollars to $100,000. If your kid does not love it and or you're living vicariously through your kid, I hope you reconsider. Correct. Because that that is a lot of money and that is a that's a tough go. But man, it, it was eye opening and I, I do I still I just hate that it's come to that. Sure, of course. Uh, because as you said, I also played for my high school team, loved it. I didn't play a, a minute of competitive baseball. It was rec league, it was all stars, and then it was football season. Right. And that's how it worked. And <laughs> You just you feel bad because uh, the the you know we went to I mean literally went from all star straight to okay it's two days yeah and I, I I really feel bad for those kids I do I feel bad for the kids if if a high school coach and we don't know any of them necessarily if a high school coach already has his team picked before tryouts that sucks well even if there's one or two spots that's because uh, it's one thing to be a, I mean I understand if you I'm sorry hang on. If you have a kid that's played for you, if, if you have a kid that well, yeah, was your shortstop, a rising right, junior, right. a senior, yes, okay, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> your your tryout should consist of. I understand if it consists of what you've done for the blank Tigers or Jaguars or Patriots or whatever. That's what your tryout should consist of, and your coach know that it should not consist of who your parents are, what organization you played for or right. play for. That's not fair in public schools, and that's not right. Well, and also. When they're trying out, are you looking at them at all positions? Correct, yes. Or is it like, okay, what yes. do you play? I play second base. Yes. Well, there's a sophomore and a junior who are already, you know, maybe a little more mature. You're a freshman coming in. Yes. Oh, I also play left field, but no, you said second base. Or I'll also pitch. I could give you a good, you know, inning or two out of the bullpen, right. but you never see me because I didn't say I was a pitcher. You just asked for one position. I gave you one position. Right. And as a freshman, you're nervous. Like, you know, I don't – Sure. You know, and so – Well, there's that, and there's also um, – you know, maybe there's times where a coach, uh, a kid played for, I don't know, you know, I played for Bill Jones with so and so 
baseball association or league or whatever. And the judge, the coach maybe thinks poorly of that guy and he's, he's punished and that it's, it's amazing what it's yeah. become. You know, it's amazing. Look, when it comes to like singing, okay, what are you going to do? I'm going to sing this song. I'm going to think about American Idol. I'm going to sing this song. I'm going to strum this guitar and your talent speaks for it right there. Mm-hmm. Some of these kids don't even get an opportunity to step on the field. I'm not saying in Hernando, but they don't give it an opportunity to step on the field because you know, maybe their parents couldn't afford travel ball the way some of these players yeah. can. Maybe they, they didn't have the opportunity. Maybe they've moved from another place. And it's just tough, man. It was really – it hit me because here I was kind of joking around about the travel ball stuff. And yep. don't get me wrong, there are plenty of things to clown about <laughs> when it comes to – Oh, find, hey, that, find that YouTube yeah, guy. Find that, just find that YouTube guy. Plenty, just yeah. watch him over and over again. Yeah. It makes me laugh every time. There's plenty of things to clown about when it comes to um, what some parents think of their kids. I'll keep it right there. Let's move on. Let's talk about this. Something that is coming up, Derek, and these young ladies are going to be ready to rock and roll. August 9th, Hernando Tiger Volleyball is kicking off. It's going to be fun. It's going to be a good time. We're going to be updating those different things when it comes to Hernando Volleyball. I think there's a way also, Derek, tell us real quick, is there a way that people can watch Hernando Volleyball this coming season if they'd like to? Yes, Matt, that's right. The uh, app is called Season Cast. Season Cast, it's, uh, if you look for the uh, app store, it's kind of a turquoise color. It says SC Season Cast. You can download the Season Cast app and search for the channel at HHS Volleyball, or you can watch it online at seasoncast.com forward slash HHS Tigers. Again, this is something to do. Uh, did not look up the Lewisburg. I was, we were sent the Hernando information. Uh, I'm sure if you can go in there, maybe you could type in the word Lewisburg High School, Mississippi, whatever, and they can also pull it up. But that's a way to follow the Hernando Tigers uh, or the Lewisburg Lady Patriots to do it that way. And uh, we appreciate uh, our listener sending it to us. And Matt, we also had another listener uh, who let us know that last year we did not cover the Lady Trojan soccer team. We did cover the North Point. North Point Lady Trojan soccer. North Point Lady Trojan soccer team. We did cover the uh, public school girls uh, and boys soccer. Okay. We did cover the uh, the Trojans uh, male soccer team in the spring. Did not cover the uh, the Lady Trojans last fall. So she kind of said, "Hey, look, do you do you mind just kind of giving us a little?" <laughs> Who love? does she think she is? Well, I mean, seriestly, she's a very nice person. She's a very nice she's a very nice person. person. Wonderful we, lady. She's a very loyal listener oh, who's listened time. probably since day one. I'll Maybe be day honest, two. Derek. I, I'll be honest with you, Derek. If we had UTW podcast groupies, she she'd be one. <laughs> Okay. She'd be one. Well, I'm just going to call her out right there. Here's what we're going to make a deal with her, Derek, and then we'll move on and end the show. Here's the deal we'll make for the North Point Lady Trojan soccer team. Are you ready? I'm ready. If they go 0 and 5, we're not covering them anymore. Okay. 0 and 5. 0 and 5. Matt, I have their schedule right here. Okay, they let's also go. start next Tuesday. Okay, we will preview, two, yes. so preview okay. Hernando let's High School Volleyball and uh, the Lady Trojans soccer yep. starting next okay. on our next Tuesday show. Here okay. we go. Whitehaven away. Uh, that's a, oh, there you go. There you go. They just, they they, they just guaranteed that win. Crosstown at home. Oh that's my a home god! Sc- Who's making home. this schedule? Crosstown. And then we go Mag Heights at home. Real quick, just the first two teams that Derek just read. Um, they will share. They will have one soccer ball amongst all the kids. <laughs> okay, Mag Heights at home. Memphis East at home. Okay, two and one. And then Germantown at home. Is Mag Heights pretty good? Oh, oh the Germantown's going to yeah, be tough. We, we don't know about Mag Heights. I, I, Germantown's going to be tough. Yeah, so that, those are first five. So Whitehaven away, and then four then four at home, uh, Crosstown, Mag Heights, Memphis East, and Germantown. Okay, so they're not going to start 0-5, so we're committing to coverage of the Lady <laughs> well, Trojan soccer team. If they team. are 0-5, we have every right to oh, cut them Oh, if they have 0-5, she needs to yank her kid <laughs> off the team. 
That's what should happen. We'll have to call Coach McClure and say, Coach, what are oh, we doing no, here? What if, are we doing? If they go 0-5 against some of the teams you just read, um, that loyal listener needs to um, – she needs to think about another situation for her daughter because she's getting no use. We're looking forward to it. Fall sports are here. Volleyball, soccer for private schools. Don't forget, private school girls soccer That's it. is going to be in the fall. Football is right around the corner. Congratulations to all the kids. First day of school here under the water tower and all throughout DeSoto County. Good luck all, all season, guys. Good luck to all the kids, all the teachers. Going to be a lot of fun. If you enjoy our show, find us on Facebook at UTW Podcast, on Instagram at UTW Podcast, and on Twitter at UTW Pod. If you enjoy what we do here each and every week, please share our show. Friends, family, send them the link. Let them know what we're doing, the fun we're having each and every week. Also, give us a five-star review wherever you listen to our podcast. Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Give us a thumbs up. Simply helps us move up when it comes to local podcasts. If you enjoy our show, you'll enjoy OB Pod. Releases a show really early every Monday morning covering the eastern side of DeSoto County. Covers Olive Branch, Lewisburg, and Center Hill Athletics as well. OB Pod. Look them up today. Derek, end of our Friday show always ends the same way. I want to encourage you to visit a local church this weekend. Please consider visiting a church that maybe you pass by on the way to work every day, maybe a sign or something you read that you enjoy reading or seeing that church. Find their Facebook page. Find their worship times. Stop in this Sunday and start visiting that church. And maybe even consider visiting a Sunday school class as well. Every Friday show, we're going to continue to support and continue to encourage people to get out and join and be a part of a local church. Well, Derek, if there's nothing else, I'm Matt. And I'm Derek. Join us next time, Under the Water Tower. This is where we dropped off a pretty soon.